This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 282. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hey there, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com. I am your host, and this is the Sharpened Artist Colored Pencil Podcast. This week, we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving. So I'm not sure if you're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving in your country at this time, but uh, in the United States of America, that's when we do it, is on Thursday of this week in November. So, so I got to tell you, I'm in vacation mode. I really am. Um, we're going out of town. We're not going very far. Just going like uh, a couple hours away. And we're not going to be around people. <laughs> I know that probably sounds so odd, but so necessary, right, with the virus, um, right? So anyway, we're going to be in a cabin and um, <laughs> going to walk some trails, maybe some lonely trails <laughs> in the woods. But uh, we love that in my family. We, we really enjoy that. My two girls love that. So um, we're we're looking forward to that. But I'll tell you this also, that, you know, let's think back about a year ago. Um, My, 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 how things have changed, right? Things have changed a lot. I was thinking about this just the other day that, man, I had so many goals and dreams for 2020. It was going to be the year of perfect vision, right? It was just going to be, there's going to be so much clarity around this particular year because you could plan and uh, it's a new decade and on and on it goes. And then the virus, right? And it just put such a big wrinkle in everything. But in spite of it, I think there have been a lot of great things that have come out of this and, and just maybe it has been the year of perfect vision. I started thinking a lot about what's really important. Maybe you have. A lot of businesses have been thinking about the fact that, you know, they don't need all those lights, all that brick and mortar. Employees don't need all those commutes. We don't need the water cooler. You know, we don't need that little huddle. We don't need these meetings that are useless. So thinking back about a lot of things that have transpired over this past year, at least for me, I can speak personally, there has been a lot of clarity. And I think that I do realize some things I didn't really know last year and I didn't think about. And just being still and learning to slow down and not do a hundred things at once. Now, sometimes I still do a hundred things at once, just between you and me. (laughs) But a lot of times it's just not an option, you know. You just can't go a lot of places. And I think that for me at least, I can speak for myself, there's been some clarity And there's been some insight into at least what I do and at least 
the things that I thought were important, sometimes now I look at those things and I just kind of chuckle to myself. And I think, wow, that just was not all that important at all. All right. So this is a time of year that I, you know, even before this, I start thinking about next year and I start uh, planning and preparing and thinking about all the things that I should be preparing for. Now, I can't predict the future, right? None of us can. And that's what's so odd about planning. But I plan for uh, habits and rhythms and and I, I plan the, the calendar and what things I should be focused on and what day is dedicated to whatever task. But planning for the future is such an odd thing. It's almost like saying that we can see into the future and that we can actually predict things, and we can't. And if 2020 didn't teach us anything else, and if it didn't give us any clarity about anything else, I think that is one thing it gave us clarity surrounding, that we don't know the future. We don't have a clue of what is just right around the corner. So I wonder why we plan. Why do we prepare for the future? If the future is unknowable, then why do we prepare? Well, you can't convince me that it's not wise to plan and prepare for some eventual bad outcomes. It's also wise to prepare for good outcomes, but it, I think it's more appropriate to prepare for eventualities that may occur. We look back over our shoulder and see predictable patterns, and then we think that we can plan and prepare based on those things. But really, planning, I guess, should be based on the worst-case scenario or some bad scenarios, because those are the things that we need to prepare for. Planning for status quo, planning for just the way things are and have been, you know, that's maybe going to happen, but there's not a whole lot of modification that we have to make in what we're currently doing to be able to meet those challenges. We're already meeting them, right? But planning for something that we're not prepared for, that takes more preparation. So how do you plan for something that you don't know will happen and you don't know what that thing might be? <laughs> Great question. I don't know the answer because we can't do that very well, can we? I mean, we can do it on a small scale and we can think of some bad scenarios, right? We know certain things will happen. Death will happen. I'm going to die. You're going to pass away as well, right? There's certain things that will happen. There's certain things that may happen. So we can plan for some of those things. But yeah, we, <laughs> we still, no matter what happens, we have a limited amount of information. All right. So I, I just want to encourage you that if you felt like, oh, this year's just been a, a, a bad, bad year and there's just so many things that I didn't get to do, so many uh, opportunities that were squandered and lost, because of this old virus, then maybe recalibrate that thinking and, and frame it differently and think about some of the things that 
perhaps you did learn and some of the connections that maybe you made, the clarity maybe you had with understanding what is important and what's not so important. Staying in one spot, I think, gave many of us the clarity of mind to be able to think clearly without all the clutter and without things that just don't matter that much. And I think that our entire world will probably be transformed just a little bit more because of this virus. Now, it's been very, very sad, and I don't want to trivialize that. We've lost some dear friends and to the virus, and I've known of other friends of mine who have had relatives that have passed away uh, because of the virus. Um, so it's affected so many people. So I don't want to trivialize that. I don't want to leave you with the impression that I don't care about all of that. I do. I care deeply about that. And I I wish the virus hadn't happened. You know, that's, that's not what I'm saying. I, I'm not happy the virus happened at all. All right. So I will tell you this, though. Life goes on, right? And uh, we'll soldier on. We'll do more things. We'll do great things. And we're planning some great things inside the Sharpened Artist Academy and inside Monthly Sharpener. And I'm so excited about some of the things we're doing there. In fact, I've got some awesome things that I'm going to announce this week. And so stay, stay tuned to your email inbox because that's where I'm going to share some of that information. Now, I do want to tell you this. This is going to be a shorter show, um, and I hope that, you know, I'm going to be planning some time uh, to spend with family, and I hope you're able to do that as well. But I will tell you that uh, I tried some new paper, and it was kind of kind of an exciting thing. Um, I've been trying a lot of new paper lately and doing some com comparisons and just thinking about differences between papers. And one thing that I tried recently, and these are like five by seven, most of the time, four by six, five by seven. A lot of it's five by seven, so it's pretty small. Uh, but it just allows you to sample paper and to focus in then on techniques and on different materials and how they respond to those different works of art. I still think you can complete a pretty nice piece uh, on a 5x7. It gets a little bit smaller than that. I mean, you can still do it on an ATC, right? An artist trading card size. But it's, you know, it's a lot of fun, I believe. So I was recently uh, turned on to these artifacts um, panels, charta panel. So it's paper mounted on ACM. And... It's kind of an interesting thing. So that you've got this ACM panel. This one that I drew on recently. I drew an eye on this and just a very zoomed in close-up of an eye. Single eye. And so this is Strathmore 400 series paper on this uh, ACM panel. So it's fixed to this panel. It's 5 by 7 And it it had such a different feel to it. Now, I, I was able to use solvent and uh, just did a whole lot of reworking on it, use erasers, and I didn't have any problems at all with this paper. Now, I'll tell you, that's probably one of the last papers that I would be using otherwise. Just a, a Strathmore 400 series 
uh, paper, nothing special about it. It's just like a, it's like a drawing paper, right? And so it, you know, is mounted on this uh, aluminum composite. So it's two panels, this veneer that's uh, bonded to a plastic core. And it creates this very strong, sturdy support that your paper is on. It was such a joy working on it. It was so fun. So worked on that one. And then I've also got this other um, surface say, by the same company. So uh, this one is a watercolor, Arches watercolor paper, 300 pounds. So a little bit better quality. And that was a lot of fun working on that one as well. So those are some of the papers that I've worked on recently. I mean, in addition to, you know, the normal papers, the typical papers that I often work on. So I also work on, worked on some crescent boards, um, one for uh, just dry mixed media. Another one was an illustration board. And uh, another one was like a, it was a cold press watercolor board by Crescent. Uh, and those were a lot of fun as well. So a little bit thicker and you could just do just a little bit more. And there's just something about working on a uh, little bit thicker paper. So when you hear about the surfaces sometimes of certain papers and then you think about, you know, how those might behave, maybe your mind goes back to something that you've tried on a single sheet of paper without it being you know, like four ply or two or three or four ply or five ply, six ply, whatever. Um, and if you think about it like that, then, yeah, you may be thinking in your mind, ah, it's such a flimsy paper. I'm not going to be able to do very much on that. But as soon as you affix that particular paper to some type of, you know, foam core or some kind of board and you bond that together on something that is more sturdy and more substantial, there is so much more that you can do on that surface that you wouldn't otherwise be able to do. And that's what I've been kind of discovering. And it's sort of been a delight to work on so many different surfaces and to find out one thing. I mean, someone was asking me about this, like, what what is one of the takeaways from doing that? The biggest takeaway for me after working on, you know, just a ton of different papers and different supports, I've, I've worked on uh, probably 15 different Strathmore, or not Strathmore, 15 different um, Stonehenge papers. And, um, you know, all in all, I probably have worked on maybe 50 different supports or surfaces. I don't know. I've not counted them. Uh, and maybe you have as well. And so maybe you've got an opinion about this, but I'll tell you what I think is that my takeaway is this, that there are some tried and true principles of colored pencil techniques and work that you do with the pencils themselves that just can't be replaced, that you just can't say, you know, um, always do it this way or always do it that way and, you know, get upset at a paper or get upset, you know, that some... Some technique just doesn't work all that well. There are some techniques that work every time and work well every time. And most of those are simple techniques. And they're the techniques surrounding good pencil habits. Making good strokes with your pencil. Building up layers. 
starting with a light touch, building up, you know, through multiple layers, increasing the pressure each time you overlap with more, um, you know, of your strokes and creating your pencil work in that way, like building it up slowly, but starting with that light pencil pressure and then also having that, that very, very sharp tip on your pencil. You know, I, I hate to just make it that so simplistic, but it really is, you know, and that was that was the way that I answered that. I mean, it's like, wow, it, it just really drove home the fact to me that there's really not all that much difference in a lot of papers. The difference is how much of something affects your technique. So then you modify the technique, right, for whatever the particular surface is that you're on. But what I found is that I can sort of discover as I'm moving along through the piece how it's behaving, right? How it's responding to whatever it is I'm doing. Whether that is the speed of the stroke that I'm using with the pencil, the pressure to the tip, how sharp the tip of the pencil is, how much solvent it will take, how many layers it's going to take. So what, what I found, I guess, is this. That I, I don't have to sit there and just test 100 ways to Sunday to figure out how to work on this paper. If I work the same way each time, I can respond to the differences on this surface versus a different surface. And that seems to work just fine. So I guess all that just to say that <laughs> switch up your surface if you've not done that in a while. Change it. And you might just be really excited about a new surface. And you'll also find that it's really not all that different from your old surface. And there may be some things about that new surface that you really enjoy. Still, the principles of learning how to use this medium don't change. They, they just don't. So it's something that, uh, you know, I've been teaching for a while. I love teaching colored pencil and I love talking about the medium and the things that we teach over in the Sharpened Artist Academy. It just, it just doesn't change. It pretty much stays the same. So you modify certain things here and there based on the support or surface that you're on, but the techniques themselves, they just don't change. All right. So. I hope you're having a great year. I hope you're able to plan and prepare for next year. And I, I've got big plans for next year, and I think everything's going to work out just fine. I am an eternal optimist. If um, For those of you that know me, that's no shock at all. But I, I always think very highly of what's going to happen in the future. Um, and it really is just in spite of anything that, would lead me to draw conclusions to the contrary. I usually always believe something great is right around the corner, no matter what. And you know what? I think because I have that expectation, something great usually does happen just right around the corner. And something great is happening now. And so I believe it will continue in the future as well. All right. This is going to be it today. And I hope you're going to have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday with family and friends. Look in your inbox and uh, I've got uh, some special announcements that will be coming out. I'm real excited about what we're going to be doing this week. We're not going to have like a traditional Black Friday sale 
And I know a lot of you wait until uh, Black Friday, but instead we're going to be doing something just slightly different this time, trying to respond a little bit to, um, you know, some people are hurting out there. Some people have not worked in a long, long time. And I, I think the last thing that any of us want to do is turn a deaf ear to those that are in need right now and those that are really hurting and need work and need a paycheck. You know, I, I feel so bad for so many that are not doing as well off as many of the rest of us are doing. There's some people that are literally going hungry and we live in the land of fat and we've got plenty. So anything that I think we can do to help, I think is our obligation. So anyway, look forward to what we're going to be sending out and uh, I'm excited about it. And I will let you go with that. So until then, take care and stay sharp. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.